Hare Krishna, dear devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. We're reading today from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya chapter 7. And the verse today is number 102109. Okay. Gramantara Hoite Dekite Oila Jata People from different villages who came to see such an empowered individual would become like him simply by seeing him and receiving the mercy of his glance. She jai gramera lok Vaishnava Korai. Anya Grami Ashetari Daiki Vaishnavhoi. When each of these newly empowered individuals returned to his own village, he also converted the villagers into devotees. And when others came from different villages to see him, they were also converted. She Jai Aro Grame Kari Upadesh E Mato Vaishnavhoi Shab Dakin Desh. In this way, as empowered men went from one village to another, all the people of South India became devotees. E Mato Pate Jaite Shata Shata Jano, Vaishnava Korena Tari, Kari Alingano. Thus, many hundreds of people became Vaishnavas when they passed the Lord on the way and were embraced by him. Jai Grame Rahi Bhika Karina Jaragare She Gramera Jatta Loke Aishe Dhekabhare In whatever village Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed to accept alms, many people came to see him. Prabhura Kripaya Hoi Mahabhagavato She Shab Acharo hoy tarila jagat. By the mercy of the Supreme Lord, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all these persons became first class devotees. Later, they became teachers or spiritual masters and liberated the entire world. Uh oh, trouble starts. E mato koila javat gela shetubande. Sarva Deshi Vaishnava Hoila Prabhura Shambande. In this way, the Lord went to the extreme southern part of India and he converted all the provinces to Vaishnavism. Navadipe Jay Shakti Na Koila Prakashe. She Shakti. Prakashi Nishtarila Dhakin Deshe Navadvipe Jay Shakti Nakoila Prakashe She Shakti Prakashi Nishtarila Dhakin Deshe Navadipe Jay Shakti na koila prakashe. She Shakti prakashi nishtarila dakin deshe. She Shakti prakashi nishtarila dakin deshe. 
Bengalis, please chant. No Bengalis? Come on. Vaishnavi Bengalis. Navadipe Jay Shakti na Koila Prakashe. Shakti Shakti Prakashi Nishtarila Takin Deshe. Navadipe Jay Shakti na Koila Prakashe. Shakti Prakashi Nishtarila Takin Deshe. Navadipe Jay Shakti Nakoila Prakashe. Navadipe Jay Shakti Nakoila Prakashe. Shakti Prakashi Nisharila Takin Deshe. Navadipe. At Navadweep. J. That which. Shakti, the potency, na, not, koila, did, prakashe, manifestation, she, that, shakti, potency, prakashi, manifesting, nishtarila, delivered, dakina deshe, South India. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not manifest his spiritual potencies at Navadweep, but he did manifest them in South India and liberated all the people there. At, the time, at that time, there were many smartas, non-devotee followers of Vedic rituals at the holy place of Navadweep, which was also the birthplace of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Followers of the Smriti Shastra are called smartas, most of them are non-devotees, and their main business is following the Brahminical principles strictly. However, they are not enlightened in devotional service. In Navadip, all the learned scholars are followers of the Smriti Shastra, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not attempt to convert them. Therefore, the author has remarked that the spiritual potency Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not manifest at Navadip was by his grace manifested in South India. Thus, everyone there became a Vaishnava. By this, it is to be understood that people are really interested in preaching. By this, it is to be understood that people are really interested in preaching, preaching in a favorable situation. If the candidates for conversion are too disturbing, a preacher may not attempt to spread Krishna consciousness amongst them. It is better to go where the situation is more favorable. This Krishna consciousness movement was first attempted in India, but the people of India, being absorbed in political thoughts, did not take, it, take to it. They were entranced by the political leaders. We preferred, therefore, to come to the West, following the order of our spiritual master, and by the grace of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this movement is becoming successful. Om Jnana Timurandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun militam dena, Shri Gurave Namaha, 
Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare On behalf of my wife Nirkula and myself, I'd like to tell you all how honored we are to be here at Bhaktivedanta Manor with all of you. Such stalwarts and this community is a beacon for devotees all over the world to see how to cooperate together in Krishna consciousness. Of course, not that I'm ignoring that there are obvious problems in any community because I come from a community and wherever there's people, there's problems. But you've really got it together here and it's so nice to see and to be here with you to see you and to be here with you. And thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Hare Krishna. This is an important verse because it goes to the heart of our sadachar. Sadachar means proper Vaishnava behavior. And there is Shastric guidance as to how we should interact with the people of the world in our inculcation of Krishna consciousness into human society or into the hearts of the individuals that we meet. And in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, we're treated to the teachings of the Navayogendras. And within those teachings, we find the various sadachars of the various levels of devotees. Of course, we're well aware of this already because before we've gotten to the 11th canto, we've heard from Srila Rupa Goswami in the Upadishamrita, Krishniti Yasa Giritam Manasadriita, Dikshasti Chet Pranatibhishya Bhashanta Mishan. Shushushaya bhajana bhigna mananya manya nindari shunya hridam ipsita sangalabhya that there are three classes of devotees generally although there are combinations and permutations within those in unlimited number and starting with the Kanishadharikari he says, Dasarupa Goswami Krishneti yasa giritam manasadrita if you hear someone say Hare Krishna then you offer respects within your mind, thinking this person is not an ordinary person, because, as we know, Devahuti tells or exclaims to her exalted son, Kapila Dev, that it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful that if someone is able to say Hare Krishna even one time, just with the tip of their tongue, this person is known to have already performed all Vedic rituals, gone to holy places, has purified themselves to come to this point of being able to say Hare Krishna. This is our culture. Next is Dikshasti Chet Praniti Bish, Jashi Shri Radagokulananda Ki Jai, Shishimuni Tai Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman Ki Jai. And that is when someone takes a vow 
to chant the holy names of the Lord. Evam Vratasvapriya Namakirtya Jatana Ragojita Chitta Uchara Asatito Rotiti Roti Gayati Unmaravan Rititi Lokabhaya. There's a way in which the person who's taken the Vrat then becomes a great exalted example in human society. And gradually that person, because of the vow to chant the holy names, will uh, find um, that his or her heart melts and that uh, that person comes to the point of prema through chanting under the vow of initiation. And then he says, Nindadi shunya hridam ipsita There's the devotee who has taken the vow, who's chanted for a long time, as Prabhupada describes in the Upadeshamrita in his purport to this verse, and then has emerged as being extremely steady in the chanting of Hare Krishna and has no other interest other than spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. That's all that person thinks about and is extremely steady and Prabhupada names such a person as an Uttamadikari. Of course, there are uh, various definitions of Kanishta Madhyam and Uttam in various Shastras and various contexts, but that's certainly one of them that is verifiable because there are other symptoms like the person is uh, seeing Krishna directly that we can't verify. As if I tell you, I was just dancing with Krishna last night. You can't disprove it, although I wasn't. So um, this um, discrimination is not material. Uh, and back to the 11th canto, the Srimad Bhagavatam, in which we find from Kavihavi, Yogendra, Ishvare Taradineshu Bhalisheshu Dusatsucha, Premamaitri Kripopiksha Yakaroti Samadhyamaha. He's defining the various levels of Adhikari, of the devotees. Uh, he talks about first the Uttama Adhikari, who sees Krishna within everything and within all living beings. And then he describes the Madhyama Adhikari, which I just quoted, and then he quotes, then he talks about the Kanishta Adi Acharya Meva Hareye Pujamya Shareyete Natad Bhakteshu Chanyeshu Sabhakta Prakrita Smritaha. person is known as a Prakrita Bhakta who only knows about the rituals of worshipping Krishna in the temple. And he doesn't see Krishna elsewhere, nor does he know how to show respect to pure devotees, as in the ways that we just mentioned. And uh, nor does he know how to do good for others, nacha anyeshu, for others, to sarveshu. He doesn't see in all living entities the spiritual spark. So what is the madhyamadikari that's specifically being mentioned in this verse in purport because there's a discrimination being made about the ways in which uh, we select our audience. And... Ishvare Taradineshu Balisheshu Dusatsucha. So four entities are mentioned. Ishvare means the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead. So the Madhyama Adhikari uh, develops prema, love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then uh, Adineshu, those who are fully dedicated to Krishna consciousness, such a person makes friends in appropriate ways. And then there are the Balisheshu, which means a multitude of people who are innocent and open to hearing the message of Krishna 
For them, kripa, he pours in as much mercy as possible. And then there are dvisatsu, those who are envious. When you uh, say Hare Krishna, they say, uh, please go away. Uh, there is no God. Or they're out and out preaching atheism, and, and they hate the idea of God. A policeman at Penn Station in New York many years ago, uh, after I had been asked to leave quite um, politely and quite foolishly, I came back. New York policemen are not to be uh, trifled with. And then uh, he took me in the back room and made me take out all my collections. He pushed them on the floor, said, pick them up, and then hit me with his stick as I was. And then he said, you go back and tell your Swami, Guru, Yogi, or whatever it is that we hate God here. And because I said, we're just trying to spread love for God. And I heard firsthand from somebody's mouth that <laughs> we hate God here. Unimaginable, but there it is. And so those, uh, those who are envious should be neglected. Now, uh, the neglect is and actually, actually an act of mercy, according to the acharyas who comment on, on this verse. Because if we try to engage them more, they'll become um, more vehement about their dislike of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the more they express it, the more offense they make. So there, there is an inculcation in society uh, that uh, there is no Supreme, everything comes from matter, and so forth. And this is uh, in opposition to what we're doing in spreading God consciousness. And there's always this dichotomy between the two. Prahlad Maharaj pointed out to his father, who sent him to the best um, schools to learn business management and so forth, and political science. And then when he came back and asked, his father asked Prahlad, what was the best thing you learned? Prahlad told him about devotional service, and his father became a little cranky, to say the least, and tried to kill him. And so we're enjoined not to try to uh, preach to such people. Uh, we, we should uh, avoid them. However, our acharyas say that even in neglecting them, even as we neglect them and avoid people who are not interested, we should be meditating on how we could possibly save them. And this, he said, is sat achar, or the saintly behavior of a devotee, to think about ways that they could possibly be delivered, even though that we try to avoid them. So, interesting situation that we can relate to, and is that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his hometown of Avadvip faced opposition from the smartest. In fact, it's one of the catalysts for him taking sannyas was that in his own school, the, the students couldn't understand his mood of bhakti when he was chanting the names of various residents of Vrindavan. They told him, you know, you're doing it wrong. This is not proper. And he became, in his state of ecstasy, angry at them and chased them with a stick. They then got together and said, uh, we're going to uh, uh, we will uh, 
next time, if you, if you try this again, then we may retaliate. And around that time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to take sannyas and he left Navadvip. He, he had uh, in Navadvip been selective of who he had associated with. For instance, for the year that he had the Sangha at Sri Vasangam, uh, only uh, select devotees could come in. In fact, people became angry about that. And soon afterwards, he had left there, gone to Puri, and then had gone to South India, where, as Prabhupada mentions here, everyone took to Krishna consciousness and became uh, devotees. So there's uh, a verse in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the descriptions of autumn, that is often quoted by our acharyas about waterfalls in the autumn. Sometimes they pour clear water, and at other times, nothing comes out. And this is uh, compared to the, uh, the great teachers of Krishna consciousness. They know when to speak and when to hold back. And they're careful about whom they speak to and the time, place, and circumstance. So we can also uh, profit from this and strategize as to whom to best uh, speak to, how to present Krishna consciousness in a way that will appeal to those we're speaking to, and then we can also avoid those who are uh, not open to Krishna consciousness. And this is a very simple principle, but it's, it's uh, shastric and it's very important. One other point is that Srila uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says that this discrimination of the devotee in picking uh, which people to speak to is not material. It's, uh, it's actually based on mercy. Some people might criticize those who are pseudo-uttam adhikaris that Prabhupada points out in the Sri Upanishad, yastu sarvani bhutani atmani vanupashyati sarva bhuteshu chatmanam tatamnabhijugupsate this uh, verse talks about the Uttamadikari who sees Krishna within everything and within everyone, and Prabhupada starts off his purport by saying this should not be imitated. However, some people uh, do imitate that, and when they see that the Vaishnav preachers who are Madhyama Adhikaris are discriminating, then they criticize, they see you have material vision, you don't give it to everybody. But Krishna doesn't give it to everybody. Paritranaya sadhunam vina shayachadruskritam dharma samstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge. He discriminates between the devotees and the demons. And for the demons, he gives a special benediction by killing them. And for the devotees, he gives his, his love and support. So even the great Uttama Adhikaris, like Shukadeva Goswami, Yaswanu bhava makila shuti saramikam adhyatma deepam atitirshitam tamundam samsarinam karuna yaha purana guyam tam vyasasunum upayami gurun muninam. As pointed out in the very beginning of the second chapter of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, that Srila uh, uh, Shukadev Goswami, after learning the Bhagavatam, went out in the world to uh, give mercy to those who were interested in getting free from samsara. 
And of course, when Shukadeva Goswami was wandering the world, there were a lot of people who thought he was just crazy. And they threw things at him, and they uh, followed him and jeered as if he was an insane person. But he, he didn't try to preach to them and uh, teach them Hare Krishna or the Srimad Bhagavatam. And so he's a, a great Uttamadhikari who was liberated from birth, became attracted to the Bhagavatam, and from the position of Uttamadhikari, he came to the position of a Madhyamadhikari. This happens also. And in fact, in the commentary to, to the verse I'm talking about today, Ishvara, Ishvara Tadidineshu, Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur points out that those who are truly Madhyamadhikaris, who have come up from the Kanisha Adhikari platform by learning how to preach and in the association of devotees, uh, sh- should become uh, the right hand servants of the Uttama Adhikaris who've come down to the Madhyamadhikari platform to preach Krishna consciousness. And that fits well with our conception in ISKCON here at Bhaktivedanta Manor because we have Srila Prabhupada setting the example of how to preach Krishna Consciousness coming down from the Uttamadi card platform. So uh, discrimination on the spiritual platform for the benefit of other living entities is not material, it's spiritual and it's good for the people that we talk to. So I like to say, as far as book distribution goes and going out and uh, meeting people uh, seemingly indiscriminately, because how do we know if they're into it or not? That we have to become expert at finding the ripe fruits. And uh, not to boast, but I know avocados uh, well. I'm from California. I grew up on them. Maybe I had them even as a baby. And even today, I can't go one day without an avocado. Fortunately, Santa Barbara, which is not too far from where we live, is the avocado capital of the world. And I, from across the room, can tell what is a ripe or unripe avocado. What to speak of touching the avocado. And similarly, those who are experienced in teaching Krishna consciousness to others develop a, a refined a vision of who's open and who's not. And they are very careful as they approach people in the world to appropriately give them Christian consciousness according to their uh, level of qualification. And this, as Prabhupada said, is a great art. And it's, it's one he said everyone should learn because in our organization, uh, we would like to have all, at least, Madhyamadhikaris. Because Kanishta Adhikaris sit around and complain, and that's no fun for anybody. Whereas Madhyama Adhikaris use their minds to think, how can I do good for others? And so we, uh, we can benefit from this uh, permission we have to go out into the world, to go door to door, to meet people. Uh, online to talk to them and to bring it up. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, yeah, don't, don't hesitate, you can bring it up. If you're talking to people, Jari Daka, Tari Kaha, Krishnupadesh, Amaraknaya, Guru Hanas, Tara Edesh. He said, feel free to bring it up. If, if you meet people, then don't hesitate. It's the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, go ahead. 
If you're thinking, talk to them, don't talk to them, no, talk to them. But if you notice that they're um, inimical and they're not interested, then back off as much as you need to. And uh, how far you back off and when you back off is a matter of uh, instruction from the super soul called Buddha Yoga. And Prabhupada said to us in 1975 in Vrindavan when he was talking about going out to preach and do book distribution that every devotee has his or her own genius and that if you're sincere and you try to reach out and uh, touch people's hearts with Krishna consciousness then uh, that Krishna will help you manifest that genius in his service. It's really in there. And that's, I would argue, one of the, the great benefits of Krishna consciousness, or actually when we talk about a higher taste in Krishna consciousness, that's one of the most important kinds of tastes that we can develop. And we only develop it by taking the risk of going out into the world. I mean, Shukadeva Goswami did it. People threw stuff at him. Why can't we go out and get our fair share of abuse? <laughs> and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur liked that. He said, if you go out and you find people that don't agree with you right away, or they maybe even oppose you, he said that that friction that's caused there gives you spiritual blood for your spiritual body. And if you don't go out and you don't mix it up with people, if you listen to the little voice that says, nah, just stay in. You can get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and take rest in the corner and you'll be fine. Then you, you become anemic spiritually. So at, to have a robust um, uh, assembly of devotees, uh, we have to have uh, permission uh, and uh, a organized systems through which everyone in the whole community gets an opportunity at least once in a while to take the risk of crossing the threshold. You know, when you walk out the door, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you feel nervous? Yes. Do you feel nervous yeah. right now for me talking about this? Should I not talk about it? <laughs> um, you feel a little nervous. <laughs> like, you want to go on Sankirtan? Yeah, sure. And right before my mom's calling me, she needs a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I got to go home. <laughs> it's like, where did Dilip go? His mom called him and he, she needed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She, he couldn't come out on Sankirtan. So uh, if we can, we can overcome that uh, urge to stay comfortable, so-called comfortable, it's actually a state of anxiety that I didn't do it. And we can just do what we can to cross the threshold, go out for five minutes and see what it's like to be like Shukadeva Goswami, to great, go out into the great unknown out of a sense of mission and mercy that he had. Karuni Yaha Purana Kuyam, he wanted to go out and pass on what he got. Then uh, there's a, a natural upliftment that takes place in the heart. In fact, Yata Yata Gora Padaravinde. Srila Prabodha Nanda Saraswati Thakur says, if you do this kind of work, which is service to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then very naturally a love for Radha and Krishna will develop within your heart. Srila Narutam Das Thakur writes in his song, Gorangara Jutipada, about how if you dive into the Sankirtan movement, the ocean, and you swim around for a little while, then you come up and you'll be on the shore of the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. 
So it's not insignificant, and preaching is not a material activity. It's actually uh, one of uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, and we can enter into it. And our communities really are meant for facilitating this. It's not how many that come in, it's how many that come in and go out. Because then when everyone gets the opportunity to come in and go out, then there's an electricity that comes through the community that makes everybody want to dance and sing and read Bhagavatam all day long and then go out the next day. And that's a good thing. Om Tat Sat. I only have a few minutes left because there's a special event today. So I'm going to take a few minutes for reflections on anything that you heard from the verses or the monologue, which means just any fragment or idea that, that you, you thought was worthwhile enough to repeat. Or a question, if you'd be so bold to ask a question to try to expand the conversation. Ready? Go. Okay. Prabhu? Hare Krishna. Thank you. In the translation, I heard that Lord Chaitanya liberated the whole world, and in the purport, to the Prabhupada said it was so difficult in India, so he brought it to the West. Do you elaborate on this? Well, there's a, in a conversation with Hari Das Thakur, Mahaprabhu says that even if the whole universe is liberated, the living entities are asankhya, they're uncountable, and therefore they're right there waiting to fill up the universe again. It's like those at the grocery store, the 7-Eleven, and you know they have the cans of soda, you pull one out and the next one just slides right back in. So with jivas it's like that too, you liberate one, there's another conditioned soul is waiting lined up, the universe fills back up again. And Prabhupada went to uh, great lengths to start in India, and he had that league of devotees. He had a, a building and a plan. And that uh, building got usurped. There was uh, another group. People didn't think, Pro they didn't know who Prabhupada was. Maybe they still don't, some people don't. Um, but the the, the gist of it was Prabhupada had his start there, and then they kind of said, you know, we need this for something else. They didn't recognize it. And then uh, Prabhupada met with such resistance in India that he decided to come to the West. And notice what he says here, that people were entranced, entranced, to use this word, that's a very specific word, with uh, politics and the idea of rising to certain prominence in the world and getting situated somehow or other uh, through the industrialization process and then we'll go. But Prabhupada gave that same argument when he met his guru at Oltadunga Junction Road. He walked in, offered his obeisances and before he got back up again his guru was saying you should preach Christian consciousness in the Western world. You're young and intelligent young men and uh, Prabhupada uh, presented th this argument that first we have to liberate India because we're a dependent country and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said there's, there's a, a, no need for that. The, the material world's always in this state of tension between bog and tyag and revolutions. 
So the only need for the day, the only thing that will help is preaching Krishna consciousness. So those two ideas together, Prabhupada tried in India, and then he says here, he decided to come to the West. And Thank you. we're glad he did. We're glad he did. Prabhu, what's next, I think? Okay, you, you pick. I can't discriminate. <laughs> <I'm too laughs> um, uh, the other way that, that was considered here was um, the actual preaching, but also there, you know, when you mentioned about people who are amicable, uh, un uh, sorry, uh, unamicable, um, or that um, uh, it brought to mind just another avenue, which was uh, through, like we have an acharya of food for life, uh, Parashuram Prabhu. Um, he's constantly going out. In fact, since uh, the COVID, his distribution has increased. And not only that, also books as well, in, in a sort of a, a partnership, you could say. Uh, so, um, Prashadam distribution, is another way, it certainly used to work uh, where I used to um, work at, when I was living outside. And uh, they always looked forward to their Monday of having cake and this sort of thing. But they didn't know what it was and I never told them. But uh, we used to do it anyway. So um, uh, uh, Food for Life is, a, is another avenue that seems to work, especially during this COVID period and it's increased and increased. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. In Bhaktivedanta manner, we have often an interesting debate that takes place. That too much of the preaching is focused on the Indian community. And we see too much brown faces in the temple. We need to focus more on the Western preaching. But if you look at it, you see that the Indian community is more receptive to Krishna consciousness. And because of that, many of the devotees reach out to them in the first place. I'd just like to get your views on this debate that goes on at the manner. Sure. Uh, if we didn't have the Indian community around the world, we probably wouldn't have a movement right now. It seems to me to be Krishna's arrangement. and. There's Shastric evidence for it in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, in which Karabhajanamuni talks about how during uh, the Kali Yuga, there were many great souls who were born near sacred rivers that will specifically take birth to help the Sankirtan movement. So there you have it. Uh, there are um, many exalted devotees who are coming from India, who know the culture, and who, if given the opportunity, can rise to the occasion of, of being uh, exalted Madhyam and even Uttam Adhikaris to spread the Christian consciousness movement all over the world. So that's absolutely necessary. At the same time, it's important to, to consider giving facility to every type of person. After all, the mission statement for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is every town and village. Every town and village means you have to have everything translated into every language. We were just talking to the African leaders the other day. There are over 2,000 languages on the African continent that we need to translate books into, as an example. And 
that's a kind of facility that we have to make available to people. And uh, as, as far as Western preaching goes, it, oftentimes we don't uh, take it up because it requires some uh, thought and re-engineering. Because uh, every species in the world, and I'm talking now on a biological level, uh, let's say with animals, animals have to have a particular habitat to survive. As an example, in California recently, there was an experiment the government put on to bring back the almost extinct red-legged frog along the California coast, an important link in the ecological chain. And to do so, they, the government, had spent millions of dollars to recreate the kinds of ponds and the flora and fauna that the red-legged frog were accustomed to, in other words, their habitat. After they had created this habitat, the red-legged frog was happy to come back. Yay. <laughs> so, in the same way, uh, it's important for us, if we want a particular type of person to recreate the habitat in which such a person can survive. Uh, young people look in the door and they see, is there any young people in here? Uh, people of Western culture, they look in and say, is there anybody like me in here? Of course, Indians, if Krishna's there, they'll come anyway. <laughs> because that's how pious they are. And so we do have to go out of our way to engineer habitats. And I think it's important um, for the mission to consider these things. And it's, it's challenging, however, it's absolutely necessary for us to remain vital, to be relevant to the people uh, around us in the, all the different cultures. And everybody uh, can uh, develop this, this uh, skill and, and the habitat as well. A lot of it has to do with language. Uh, so much of the way people um, perceive who we are and whether they're included in the group is the kind of language we use. And I can say that after being in ISKCON for 50, 50 years that um, I use a lot of jargon unknowingly. I know that from writing and then the editors who are attuned to the Western ear will say, they're not going to understand this. You have to unpack this, you have to unpack that. We have to unpack everything according to the perspective of the, the people that we're talking to, otherwise they won't get it. And if they don't get it, then they stop reading and they stop coming. So, so there, that's it. Om Tat Sat. Confirmed, thank you. <laughs> Prabhu. I have a, a question. I don't know if it's a question or if it's, it's, a, it's a merge with a comment and a question. Perhaps maybe you can help a little bit more. I, um, when I go out every day, um, I, I have, I've changed my, uh, my mood over the years. Um, previously, when I would meet someone unfavorable, I would uh, feel guilty, you know, that perhaps maybe I offended this person or, uh, or fear. Uh, fear, you know, that would cause me trouble. 
But now I reach to the stage my proactive response is when someone is unfavorable, I uh, I I uh, I develop you know this kind of callous. Uh, is a good thing or bad thing because I feel um, that okay, it's not very favorable, and I have to I have to be comfortable with it. But then, on the back of my mind, I think you know perhaps maybe he should get another chance because the, 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 there is always the the principle of mercy that you you want to help that person. And then I think, okay, even if he's unfavorable, but at least that's the way I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, you know, in my mood. Okay. Perhaps maybe, you know, he's getting purified and talking to the I got it. I only have two minutes left, so I, it is an excellent question, right to the point. And you know those showers, they have two knobs, hot and cold? Not the ones that have one knob, but have two. Yes. Do you know? Yes. Okay. So have you ever gotten a shower and you stand there for like five minutes to try to get to the right temperature? Mm, 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 mm. So preaching's like that. So we, we find that Srila Vyasadev, he had it like a little too much like that. Narada came in and said, no, no, no. You need to be more direct, You're too indirect. And... So this is the consideration I was talking about before. There's a refinement necessary through sensitivity to people's um, uh, appre appreciative capacity, appreciation capacity to, to how much to present to them. And I'll just go back to a point I, was, uh, I made earlier, but I'll just elaborate on it for 30 seconds and then stop the class. And that is that uh, if we go out to pick fruits, I got so carried away with the avocado thing that I forgot to make my point, entranced in thinking of avocados. So when you go to pick fruits, you have to know which are the ripe fruits. This saves a lot of time because a fruit picker who is worth his or her salt goes out and feels the fruit and if it comes off easily in the hand, she or she will take it. Uh, some of them are medium. You're not quite sure, so that takes a little more expertise. But in the, especially in the beginning, it's important and helpful for devotees to just look for the ripe fruits. It's not a matter of convincing, it's more of a matter of selecting. And if you think like that when you go out, you won't be in anxiety about going out because you'll just say, I'm not going out to convince the unconvincible. I'm going out to find the ripe fruits who are already convinced they're just looking around for me. And I'm trying to make myself available and you just go, hi, I'm like into this, are you? And they're like, no, no, no. It's like, okay, thank you. And then the other person, you say hi, and they go, hey, do you have the Bhagavad Gita? And uh, where have you been all my life? So you can do that. And the, the feeling of angst that you have, because you're a soft-hearted, very great devotee uh, involved in thinking 24 hours a day how to spread the Christian conscious movement, it's quite natural. And I mentioned that also, that Jiva Goswami says, although we will let people go based on their resistance, at the same time, we will think in our mind, uh, Krishna, please let them become a devotee. And also, how would I approach them in a better way the next time? And that's how the refinement comes. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for your kind attention. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Gaur Bhaktivinoda Ki Jai. Vanchakop the Rishya, Kripa Sindhabe, Vachapati Tanam, Pavanibio, Vaishnavavio, Namunamaha.